Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Help keep the lights on at the Lucky Dog Podcast by going to paypal.me slash the Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you for all of your donations, and please only donate if it's convenient for you. Thank you, and thank you for listening. Today, we are discussing Star Wars, A New Hope, Episode 4. Here's a synopsis. Luke Skywalker joins forces with a Jedi Knight, a cocky pilot, a Wookiee, and two droids to save the galaxy from the Empire's world-destroying battle station, while also attempting to rescue Princess Leia from the mysterious Darth Vader. So I'll be honest. I saw, um, well, I've seen Star Wars numerous times, A New Hope, Always thought I would want to uh, do a podcast about it. Well, I finally got to see Star Wars A New Hope on um, the big screen with a live orchestra in the back. I got to see it in uh, Char- Charlotte last night, and it was amazing. I had never seen uh, the original 70s, uh, 1977 A New Hope in uh, theaters, so we got to see it with the live um, orchestra, and it was it was beautiful. It felt like you were um, watching it, you know, relentlessly, um, just at the same time as the the movie was going. You could it was seamless, is what I'm saying. Um, I um, I've always been a little bit cautious about stepping into like the Star Wars territory or um, these big franchises that lots of people love. And uh, I, I understand that, you know, when people, you know, are talking about it, some people can be, you know, trolls about it. And I just want to say anything, um, anything negative I had to say about the movie does not reflect, you know, the fans. It doesn't reflect the franchise. I, it would just strictly be uh, about the movie. But honestly, I was so surprised about Star Wars A New Hope. I absolutely loved it. I am still blown away from the uh the screenplay that they allowed on 1977 there's not many screenplays that have something this intricate and this deep if this was the first time you were watching or even hearing about a star wars a new hope first of all where have you been um second of all um it's um it's an in-depth story that i had i can't think of too many stories before films um that happened before uh that were produced before a new hope that were this um intricate and in depth um from director George Lucas and writer George Lucas he um he created an incredible uh universe and uh franchise um i think that the fact that it's got iconography that stands the test of time. It has our parents. It has, you know, our grandparents. It has uh, our, you know, people that have kids now. Every, uh, the, I'd say the general population knows about Star Wars, and it's one of the most popular um, franchises of our time and our generation. Oh, from the far side of the galaxy. <laughs> How's it going, Lar? Good. 
Good, doing good. For um, we we are live right now on the Lucky Dog Podcast. Um, for anyone listening, this is uh, my cousin Laura. She also joined joined me at the orchestra last night um, to see uh, the movie. Uh, what do you think about it? I thought it was epic. Epic. Uh, Laura's a yeah. Laura's a major fan. So as of right now, we are in um, the spoiler free section. So. Um, could you talk a little bit about it for um, people that, assuming they've never seen Star Wars, um, you know, you know, for, imagine it was the first time seeing it, you know, what would you think about it? Was it uh, everything and more? Was it a little bit slower? Was it a little bit faster? Tell me about it. Well, I'm obviously biased, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I think it's everything and more. I think the A New Hope, which is what we saw last night, it's a little slow, but if you... Yeah, watch the whole series and give it a chance. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's a good, good, wholesome story overall. Right, right. I um, going back and watching it, I knew that it was kind of a little bit more of a slow burn than um than you know action packed as it is kind of advertised um today. Um, I I kind of enjoy the slow burn. I think that the the writing, you know, oh, how many movies start off with two, you know, two robots uh, for, for the first 20 minutes of the movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and it works. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think they bring the comedy to the movie. Right. Not Her- Harrison Ford, of course, but... Right, right. I do want to talk about that a little bit. Um, I have... I wrote down some notes just about um, overall some, some pros, maybe a couple of uh, cons, a couple things I wasn't too... Um, you know, too happy about maybe even considering with the orchestra. Um, but let me let me run down this uh, real quick. Um, I think A New Hope is an excellent entry into the universe of Star Wars. Um, oh, yeah. e- even though you're kind of dropped in there, I would say. Do you, did you feel like you're kind of dropped in there? I mean, as a, you know, new, if you were a new watcher? Yeah, just because it's like so different. Right. I mean, yeah. I can't think of uh, it's. I can't think on the scale of something that has this big of a universe uh, now. You know, um, obviously it's made more money than almost any franchise. But I, even off the top of my head, I can't think of anything that um, can even be compared to it. Yeah, I mean, you got like you know Harry Potter and Star Trek, but I think the thing with Star Wars is it's been around for so long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's spanned through multiple generations, and they're still coming out with movies, and they're still really good. Absolutely. The, the, uh, the, the iconography in Star Wars, I was talking a little bit about this right before you came on, um, has, stand, has stood the test of time. Now, when I say the iconography, I'm talking about, you know, the lightsabers, um, the concept of the Force, you know, may the Force be with you. Um, you know, meme, there, tons of memes have been made about it for years. Um, even before, you know, digital memes were a thing, you know, postcards and stuff like that, you know. Fra- it, it created one of the biggest franchises um, from a cultural impact, hist- you know, cultural moving impact history. You know, it really impacted uh, the history of, you know, not even just multimedia, but pop culture, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, when it first came out in the 70s, there was really nothing like it. And even though we look back at it now and the graphics and everything obviously aren't the best but at the time it was you know setting the standard for what a good movie should be right well uh, honestly what we talked about this last night when we were leaving i thought 
the graphics look great. Even though we watched the uh, the one we watched last night was the remastered version, and um, I think some of the remastered animation doesn't look as well. But I thought the costuming, I thought the budget that they worked on was eleven million dollars on the uh, A New Hope. I was like, that is major. I mean, I feel like I'm on a different planet almost every. Uh, you know, couple segments of the movie. You know, I mean, we, throughout the movie, you're going, you're traveling the galaxy, and honestly, there isn't one point that I feel like I was sitting on a, a I was, you know, watching a, a stage or something like that, right? Oh yeah, I mean, you're definitely taken to that place with all the, like the space shots and you know, seeing the Death Star and these big battleships. You know, he definitely stretched out that money and used it. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it. It was surprising that. Uh, George Lucas, uh, the director, went from like this small high school movie, uh, American Graffiti, I think. Um, and I'm sure American. What did um, I'm gonna look up the American Graffiti uh, budget? But I'm sure it was maybe one or two million in comparison to this uh, eleven million dollar budget movie. Sorry, it wasn't even one million dollars. So he hadn't even made a one million dollar movie um, at that time yet, and they, someone gave him eleven million dollars. And yeah, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The money that they got back, uh, I, I was quite shy of a billion, but I, I, you know, certainly by now they've made at least a billion dollars back on uh, all of these uh, movies that have come out, and you know, toys and video games and all the shit that's come out. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think we were even talking about like the Force Awakens was like second or third in the highest grossing movies of all time now. Right, right. I, I I don't exactly know what what the money has been uh, calculated to, but I'm pretty sure Harrison Ford is one of the highest paid actors of all time. And with this movie, I, I mean, it, it it shows. Yeah. Um. So um, let's see what else on the pro list. Uh, I forgot I was listening to the orchestra. What did you think about the orchestra itself? I mean, I didn't forget because I was, you know, I was watching both the orchestra because I thought it was really interesting just watching them. But, yeah, I mean, I could see where you could forget because it, they blended it so well and they were so on cue with everything. And, yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. See, I thought it was seamless. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was. I mean, if, if I couldn't see the orchestra, like, I would I would have forgotten. Oh, yeah, I absolutely did forget. Um I was I, I will say I was a little bummed that they didn't play the uh How are you gonna have an orchestra all there ready? I mean you can play that on any instrument, can't you? Uh maybe they couldn't get the like specific sounds right. I what uh, okay, so my uncle Johnny, you know Uncle Johnny, um young Johnny? He said he There's was. There's so many Johnnies, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got like three Uncle Johnnies. Okay, so my the youngest Uncle Johnny, he was there on Friday. We went on Saturday. My Uncle Johnny was there on Friday. He said that he doesn't think the Cantina song is uh, uh, John Williams. Really? Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure. Um, let me see, John Williams. But, anyways, he doesn't think it's John Williams. It might be an actual song. Um,. The Star Wars theme Cantina Band is a song recorded by Mecco taken from the Star Wars and other at, at galactic funk. Um, I guess 
Yeah, it says it was by John Williams. I don't understand why it wasn't on there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. Com- composer. It says it was released yeah, in 77, so... I don't know. That that was a little bit weird. That was my biggest complaint about the orchestra, but that was about it. Other than that, I thought the orchestra was seamless. Oh, yeah, and that's funny because I didn't even realize how much music there actually was in that. I mean, I knew there was a lot of mu- music in there, but I felt like the first 30 minutes of the film was, like, straight music. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. There was a- and I, I guess I didn't realize that, you know, watching it on TV. Yeah, I mean, when you watch, uh, you know, these types of, these big movies, I don't think you realize how important the uh, the music is to the film, you know, how much it uh, leads to the feeling and to the, uh, the way that you react to the film. Yeah. I mean, and like every character, and this is like the same for all the Star Wars movies, every character has their own kind of theme. Mm-hmm. So when they're on screen, they have, they play their theme. And it's interesting when like you have Luke and Leia and they both each have their, own themes but they blend them when they're both on the screen it's really interesting right right i thought it was like i said i think we said it 10 times seamless um because i was honestly i was waiting to see if that was going to be you know noticeable um let me see i don't know if i talked enough about it but the costumes i can't think of too many tell i mean i i keep comparing this to other films but Almost each individual character has its own unique design, and it looks like it took just forever to make this, you know? Just from a production standpoint. Yeah. I mean, Han Solo does not dress like Luke. Luke doesn't dress like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know? Leia doesn't dress like the rest of the women that are on screen, I guess, if there's that many. But, um, you know, everyone has their own unique design, even down to the the, uh, robots, the droids. The extras even, too, like with the just costumes, the makeup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I, just, I was just thinking how long, how long he had actually been uh, designing all of this, you know? It just seems like it would take forever. Um, let me see. Um, MVPs for the movie. Who were your favorite uh, characters in the movie that, you know, I, if, if they're not obvious already, it's not Luke and Leia or, like, Darth Vader or something like that. It's okay if it is, but who is your MVPs for the movie? Uh, I mean, obviously those guys. Darth Vader. I like, but I guess the, my, one of my favorite side characters is actually Tarkin, the general. He does a lot of lifting. I forgot how much he was actually yeah. in it. Um, for, what is it? It's a two-hour, it's a little over two hours, I think, the movie is. Um, and... I mean, he gets probably 15 minutes of the, of the thing, you know? Just talking, you know, bad shit. Yeah, and it seems like he has so much control, even over Vader. Like, Vader kind of listens to him, and he thinks Vader's, like, this badass guy, and then he has to listen to what Tarkin says. Right, right. Um, I kind of don't remember if Tarkin is in the prequels, but we can discuss that a little bit more in uh, spoiler section. He's in Rogue One. Is That's he... the only one he's in. Grand, Grand Moff Tarkin has what is the actor's name um peter cushing is that him yeah that's yeah him. peter cushing's excellent i think he does an excellent job on the uh the you know what is it called what is the bad side called the, the empire the empire yeah yeah you see that's why Come we uh, I, I, you see, there, okay so that is one okay let me get into the cons a little bit okay this is the thing about star wars and this is why i was honestly a little bit um 
worried about, uh, you know, doing a podcast about it is because there is so much mythology, so many characters, people, and places you have to remember. Oh, yeah. And the universe is just huge. It, and it just keeps on expanding. I mean, it just, Well, the thing is, since Disney took over, a lot of, like, the supplemental stories mm-hmm. aren't canon anymore. Okay, so um, we'll we'll just so, we'll discuss a little bit more in a uh, spoiler section about uh, you know ones that do matter and ones that don't matter, I guess. But I um, mean, I don't even know them all. I just know like a lot of this stuff's not relevant anymore. Right, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it that's a one thing I thought it was. Uh, it, some of those things can be difficult to uh, remember for me personally. Just ha- watching a ton of different things, I don't always remember the the planets they're on or the people that they're talking to um sometimes the uh captions would help me you know if i was having to watch it if i'm not a diehard fan is what i'm saying um i didn't get to say about my my mvps real quick uh for the movie i like luke and leia but i love harrison ford and alec guinness in this um this movie and uh james earl jones um i think those three uh uh you know, set aside Luke and Leia. I obviously think they're great. You know, Carrie Fisher and uh, Mark Hamill, I, th- I think, are, you know, they do a great job. But I think the sprinkling of these side characters that really, uh, you know, ex- make this more of a fun ride are having this wise old master, uh, Alec Guinness, and uh, this fun, cocky action hero, Harrison Ford, join the party. You know? Um mm. And then having James Earl Jones as the deep, dark, you know, Darth Vader uh, voice. Um, I, I those were my, those were my MVPs for the I guess the secondary cast, uh, kind of rounding out what makes Star Wars great. Like if you change any of those actors, I think you change the entire franchise. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean Harrison Ford especially. Oh yeah, I. I think there's a night and day difference in the movie once he is added to the movie. Um, we saw this with an intermission, and so I, I, I think it's it's a not it's not spoilery to say, in my opinion, that uh, you know I'd say a good chunk of the movie Harrison Ford's not you know not in it, you know, but once yeah. he once he is in it, it's like gear go, you know. Yeah, he just adds so much to the stories. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, I can talk a little bit more in specific scenes once we're in a spoiler section. Let me see. Um, hmm, I, I said the remastered animation. What did you think about it? I know I know you had some opinions. Um, yeah, I think it looks great. The old, the originals, obviously look good to me. I mean, but yeah, it's good. They changed some things. Um, but yeah, I liked it. You know what's what's kind of weird is. Um, I had actually, actually listened to a podcast and they said there's this weird time in between movies that, that people will make fun of it. So like if a movie is five years old, the graphics might look a little bit weird. But once it's 15 and 20 years old, they turn retro and they turn a part of the, that time, you know? Yeah. And so isn't it interesting that the remastered animation already looks old in our opinion? So we have to go remaster the remaster. Yeah, I mean, I think they can only do so much too with it yeah i mean they don't want to ruin the original movie right right i i agree and uh, honestly i could watch the original movie and be just fine with the puppets i i 
actually prefer practical effects over animation, CGI, just about any day of the week. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, let me know if you have to hop off real quick because I know this is getting a little late. Um, yeah, some other things I wasn't too hot on just with the orchestra. They didn't play the bar scene. I was a little bit eh about it. Um, let me see. Okay, so I also said tons of planets, tons of names, tons of places to remember. Um, I could gotta definitely. Gotta be a true Star Wars fan. You you, you got to have like <laughs> notes. You got you got to take notes. It's like going to class a little bit when you're <laughs> trying to remember all of the people and places. So I could, you know, someone like our folks, I don't feel like would probably remember, you know, all the all the things that were going, all the people, all the places, that type of stuff. Yeah. It is a lot. I would say it is uh, lacking in diversity, just as a 70s movie. I'm not saying that there's tons of diverse movies in the 70s, but, you know, naturally, majority were Caucasian actors. But, you know, uh, Disney's fighting to, uh, you know, work on that. What do you think about the upgraded versions of, uh, you know, the diversity in Disney and Star Wars now? I mean, I think a great example is Rogue One. I mean, pretty much that whole cast was a diverse group of people. Right, right, right. Um, that that was probably my only, you know, only gripe just as a 70s movie. But other than that, um, you know, the sound effects, the screenplay, the acting, the camera shots, everything is stellar in my opinion. Yeah, and it's a, it's a serious movie, but they somehow add comedy in it, you know, with Harrison Ford and C-3PO and R2-D2. Right, right. I, I, it, it, one thing I don't think we d- we discussed enough was the droids. Um, we can talk a little bit more in spoiler about just the droids, but the banter and interaction, not only between the droids and, uh, you know, that was obviously great. And, I mean, R2-D2 doesn't even say anything. Mm-mm. But the beeps, you know, you kind of get what he's trying to convey even though he doesn't talk right the, like pitches and mm-hmm. how he turns his head and oh, it's yeah. crazy that george lucas was able to do that yeah yeah I, i'm not exactly sure who was responsible for the, the the sound effects on that i do know lucas was definitely doing some of the star uh what is it the 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 lightsaber noises and stuff like that i think that's actually reverse something he, he was doing, he was making these crazy sounds to make, you know, these beams and, you know, the different things that you needed to, uh, you know, fulfill Star Wars. I mean, there's almost every sound in Star Wars is unique and you can point it back out to the Star Wars franchise, correct? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're shing, wow, wow, that's kind of a bad impression, but, you know, you know, it's, it, you know, when you hear a lightsaber or you hear a, um, Darth Vader breathing. Oh, I yeah. Mean, everyone knows that one. What does that sound like again? It's like... It's like... It's hard to do. I wonder who actually did the, did the Darth Vader sound. Um... So um, let's talk into let's jump into spoilers real quick about uh, a Star Wars: A New Hope. Um, for, s- for spoilers, I just want to talk about the single movie. I don't want to go into Empire and Return or anything like that yet. Um, if we want to talk about you know franchises and future stuff at the end, we can. Um, tell me your spoiler um, spoiler take on A New Hope. 
Um, was there anything you weren't so crazy about? You know, uh, give me a hot take. I mean, I'm again, I'm kind of biased because I've seen all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think the the plot as far as just looking at a new hope, it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. The ending I feel is kind of rushed, but um, right. I think it makes sense. You know, so it flows pretty well and. I guess in pro- let's kind of divide it into two halves in the way we saw it. Um, we saw the the movie in uh, I guess it stopped at around an hour. It was when um, Han Solo and uh, Luke and everybody's uh, being pulled into what is it the Death Star? Yeah. Um, and so the intermission happened happened around there. I noticed that the movie feels like it was injected just like that as soon as the we came back into part two. Part two has almost action scene after action scene after action scene in comparison to the first part, which is much more slow building, kind of dramatic, kind of like world building, setting up where the hell we are. Yeah. Which part did you prefer? I mean, I think the second part I like better because it has all the characters. That's when you first get to see Leia. Mm -hmm. And I think she just adds a lot. Well, I think we, we got to see Leia before, which we just didn't get to see well, her interact. Well, like, she was, interact. like, actually, like, not locked up. Right, right. <laughs> Unable to do anything. Like, as soon as they rescue her, you know, she pretty much takes control, right? She grabs the blaster <laughs> and she starts beating everybody up. Yeah, I... I do. I do. Got to give them credit for that. I think uh, the writing for Princess Leia was uh, pretty good when it comes to her taking charge and can taking control of uh, the situation. <laughs> um, and and they kind of make you know Luke and Harris. Uh, Luke and uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Solo. So yeah, yeah. So many names. I'm trying to get all the names. They try. They make Luke and Solo kind of look a little bumbling. Um, and I, I well, like. like take it by her because she's so such a strong character yes yes and uh yeah i i actually completely agree i think the second half of a new hope is a lot stronger than the first half um i do feel that it's like action set piece after it's like set piece after set piece after set piece you know it's like they immediately are on the uh, death star and all of a sudden you know blasters going everywhere um, they're having to take people out in, you know, confined locations, and they're, you know, having to work their way around the Death Star um, with Obi Wan going to turn off the tractor beam, and it. Yeah, I, I love that noise. Convenient location. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, that's that was some bullsack. That stuff like that is a little bit of hanky panky. It's like who the hell is putting the control panel on the middle of like a three hundred foot drop? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Be like going on the outside of a skyscraper to turn off the lights. Some ridiculous shit. Um, but yeah, I do prefer the second half of the movie as well. Even though I think the first half. Um, is strong just with the the way it's set up and you know kind of the slow burn it gets to. But once it hits that second half, it's not half, even that bad though. You know, like because they have to set the stage obviously, and that was the first movie. Right, so, right. I mean, if you just throw people in it and don't give them some sort of background, they're gonna like be like, "What the heck is going on?" Um, what did you think about the reaction of Leia to losing her planet and De- uh and Luke? Um. I guess losing his aunt and uncle and finding out Obi Wan knows his his father casually. 
I feel like it's a little too casual on all fronts. Yeah, they're, it's a little bit underwhelming. They're like, oh, crap. And they're like, okay, must move on. It, it, it is like, it's, I guess, I guess the movie has enough content for it to be four to five hours, but they had to just cram it all into two, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of that had to do with the budget, too. No, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm sure. I just wanted, I guess from the story point, I guess I just want just a little bit more reaction of Luke to his aunt and uncle and uh, Leia to the, the planets. To, to my knowledge, I don't think this is a spoiler, but do you know if Luke has been with his aunt and uncle for a, lo- <clears throat> a long time? Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, this is a spoiler, but yeah, Obi-Wan yeah, yeah. could... No, okay, so, yeah, he's been there ever since he was a baby. Okay, so I feel like he... he there. I feel like he would have more of a reaction to, uh, you know, his folks dying. And, you know, because, I mean, they took care of him for a very long time. What is he, almost 23 by that time? 23, 24? No, I mean, he's not supposed... Well, like, maybe Mark Hamill was, but I think in the movie... Luke is supposed like to be younger? His, yeah, I think so. How, how old is Luke supposed to be in A New Hope, starting... I'm not sure. Spitball, 18 to 25, something I like that? I would think probably, like, 18, because they, they were talking about going to the Academy. Yeah, um, okay. You know, yeah. so I, I would think, so, like, comparing it to actual war, people go to, like, combat when they're 18, right? So I would think 18. Okay, okay. Um. Yeah, that's nice. I, I honestly had never really thought about it at that time, because I think that... Well, we can't talk about spoilers at this time. Um, for fran- long-term franchise spoilers, um, <clears throat> let me see anything else. That was um, kind of primarily some of my biggest gripes about it, and some of the things that I noticed from a story perspective. Um, I was actually kind of impressed by the um, the lightsaber work. I knew that it wasn't as uh, it's definitely not as fancy as it is today in today's Star Wars. Um, yeah, the fight sequences. The, the fight sequences in general, I I still thought that it worked. Yeah, I mean, Ben's older, so he's not gonna be doing all the crazy <laughs> stuff anyway. You saw that. Th- you saw that three sixty happen a real slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like turned. <laughs> like, give me a second, my back. <laughs> the force is on my back. <laughs> um. What about the Force? I, I I don't think that the Force is explained. If this was the only movie that was, uh, uh, you know, released, and we didn't have a full franchise, I don't know if we would fully understand what the Force is. No, he does explain it. He does. He says it's the balance of good and evil, right? No, he said it moves through us. It's around us. It's what I don't know exactly what he says, but yeah, it's the in where... us. <laughs> What? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't. I, I guess it's just so loosely defined. I don't really understand it. It's very brief. It's it's really brief. And they, they touch on it. Right, right. And the uh, I guess the 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 Jedi's themselves. I guess how their power set is kind of loose and ill defined. Well, well, in that movie, you know, there's only two. Well, I guess three. Well, two. Te- Total. It's technically two at the time. Well, yeah. Well, Luke's not a Jedi yet. If yeah, he I if guess right. if he ever became one or becomes one, for people that haven't seen it yet. <laughs> uh, no, it's okay. Um, 
so um anything else about that i i i didn't remember the introduction of uh what's it called the lightsaber but obi-wan is just like oh by the way i knew your father here's a lightsaber and i've luke is just like you know i feel like he takes it really well yeah well he's kind of like what is this well i think at that point too like he's grown up and heard about all these wars and stuff Right, right. So. Another thing um, people were talking about, um, I've heard loosely in other podcasts, is that why does Han Solo not believe in the Force? Um, I don't think he's actually, like, seen, been around the Jedi. Um, He's just, like, a smuggler, so he's... So he hasn't been... He has not to our to our knowledge. I'm sure someone's gonna be like, actually, um, it issue number thirty four, section B, action seven. You know, um, someone come in and write in and say something about that. But to our knowledge, we do not think that Harrison Ford has witnessed any you know hokey religion stuff, right? I mean, he might quote, have, quote but unquote yeah, I think hokey. It goes with his character that he kind of chooses to be rebellious and not believe in all that stuff anyway okay you know like he's like oh what the forest like i don't believe in that you know right right yeah all right um anything else you want to add to the uh a new hope section i kind of wanted to just talk two minutes on franchise stuff and where you think the star wars uh franchise is going to be in you know five ten years um anything else you want to add to a new hope I mean, I, just, I love the movie, so. You, and I thought it was awesome with the music, the live music. Yeah. Are you, okay, so my question would be, are you going to go see next year? Oh, yeah. You're going to go see Empire? Yeah, Empire is coming in March 2020. Okay. I'm down to go. I'm down to go. I, mm-hmm. I had a great time. Um, let me see. Anything else, A New Hope? I think we have uh, finished up A New Hope. I want to talk about a st- uh, Star Wars the rest of the franchise. So by now, I would have expected you, the listener, to have seen or you don't care about listening to spoilers for Star Wars movies that have come out. All of the, you know, uh, A New Hope, Empire, Return, all the prequels, and then the new ones that have come out, A Force Awakens. Is it A Force or The Force? The Force Awakens, the Force, the Force yeah. Awakens, and uh, Return the Last, Jedi. the Last Jedi. Um, so yeah, I would have in Rogue One and Solo as well. I would have expected you to have seen all of them. So tell me, Laura. Um, now that we're in the super spoiler section for everybody that has seen, every, you know, the entire franchise. Uh, um, I I personally have not seen Clone Wars in any any of the animation, so I'm not going to talk about it. Um, I don't have you. No. Okay, so we're not going to talk about the animation. Um, but yeah, so what do you think about Star Wars over the you know course of the last you know, 30, 40 years now? Um, where it's gone? Well, you know, I think one of the reasons why I love this franchise so much is they started chronologically with numbers 4 through 6, and then they went from 1 to 3, and then now 7 through, you know, I guess 9. Um so I think that's really unique in itself. But obviously, one through six is the rise and fall of Anakin Skywalker, and then now we have these new ones, and it brings in a whole new generation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really interesting to see what they're going to do next. 
Uh, which of the um, of the movies since uh, all of them have come out are your which one is your number one? Oh gosh, I don't know if I can have a number one. <laughs> I, uh, maybe ones that have some of your favorite scenes. Um, I really like Empire. Empire, that's 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 a that's big one. Number five, right? Um, I like Empire and. Return of the Jedi, that's number six. Um, the, I guess those are the, like, my favorite of the originals. And then prequels, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, the new ones, I guess, Rogue One. I'm not really sure about these new, new ones, this new trilogy mm-hmm. yet, because um, the last one hasn't come out. And I think once that last one comes out, I'll have a better opinion of the, that trilogy. You know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Once the entire thing comes out, um, let me think. George. The one thing I don't like about the new ones right now is they seem to copy a lot of the original. Okay. I mean, you know, the Force Awakens is basically a New Hope. Um. Yeah. It's almost like a shot for shot in some it's places. It's the same plot. Um. And it is the same plot. Well, some of them are the same plot. You know, like uh, destroy the De- Death Star. It rebuilds. Repeat. You know. That type of yeah. thing. Um, yeah, I I uh, I mostly agree with you. I'm. Let me think. I have mixed feelings about the prequels. I know that we grew up on the prequels and we saw. Didn't we see uh, Attack of the Clones together? I I remember seeing that. We've seen Attack of the Clones as kids, like multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, probably my most watched. <laughs> Star Wars movie, just because it was always on TV. Oh, I I. I guess once I got into uh, late high school and stuff, I realized it was not a great movie. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> and but I do think Revenge of the Sith is good. You do? It, I think that Re- Revenge of the Sith is uh, schlocky, dumb fun, but then it kind of goes really? off the rails at the end. Well, I, I don't know. Something about it. I, I guess I'd... I guess I preferred the guy that plays Darth Vader to be somebody else. I'm not a big fan of Hayden Christensen. Or what is it Hayden Christensen? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Well, yeah, the first two prequels the acting wasn't that great. Well, we we had a terrible uh well, it was a child actor that was you know, he was an okay child actor and he was supposed to be the the proxy for the audience to be like, "Oh, you know, we're supposed to follow this kid, but he's, you know, fun and whimsical and all this, you know, weird shit." And people hated the first uh Phantom Menace, which I well, actually The only good thing about Phantom Menace is Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul. Yeah, that let's be real. <laughs> that that whole fighting scene with uh Qui-Gon Jinn and Darth Maul and Obi uh, what's his name? Obi-Wan? Yeah. That I love that whole last scene. I could, re- you know, I used to rewatch that all the time. Uh, yeah, I mean, that fighting was one of the best. I mean, the guy that played Darth Maul. R- Ray Park. Oh, okay, yeah, he was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he, he he went insane. He he looked like he was, uh, uh, like, out for blood. He looked like he was trying to kill some people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I've enjoyed watching where... The franchise of uh, the Star Wars franchise has gone. I am relentlessly interested to see how they are expanding as a brand, more or less as you know they. Every time they have a new movie, they might introduce a new character, and every time there's a new character, that's new toys. So let's take instance for like the Last Jedi. You remember those little porgs? 
Mm-hmm. Tons of porgs. I, I don't even know if they were successful at the time. Um, uh, I think people like the porgs. Did people like the porgs? I know I think S- they do. Solo came out after, uh, what was it, Last Jedi? Yeah. Did you see Solo? Yeah, I did. What did you think about it? Um, as a movie, it was okay. As a Star Wars movie, I didn't really like it. I th- actually, okay, so you know what happened with that? You know, switch directors? Yeah, like halfway through it was filmed, right? Or when it was already filmed? Basically, they the whole thing. a large majority of it. It went from like yeah. a $150 million movie to a $300 million movie because they had to film it all over again. From They were <clears throat> directing with uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who um, are they're comedi- comedian uh, writers and comedic writers, and they have such an interesting style of writing. It is, uh, the guys that did the 21... Uh, Jump Street guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, I thought that would have been so much more better than what we got. Ron Howard is a competent director, but he's so competent it's boring as hell. Right? Yeah. I, I, I'm, it's not his fault. They came. They brought him in to do, you know, a, a, a chop job, but I'm sure the editing was hell for this, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I can't imagine it would be terrible. I mean, Disney kind of, like, halted their, like, side story Oh, yeah. Production, didn't they, after Solo? Because it didn't do as well? Yeah. So I had thought. Yeah. I mean, it kind of just goes to show, like, you can't just slap Star Wars on it and expect people to love it. That was, uh... If anything, the fan, the true fan, is going to be more critical of it. Yeah, I... I, That was my uh, take from it. I was like, um... I don't need this information of why his name's Han Solo from story arcs that ultimately go nowhere, you know? Um, Yeah. I I didn't need to know why his name was Solo, did you? And it didn't make sense anyway because he talks about his father. I mean, it doesn't really add anything to it. I mean, I think side stories would be great if they were done really well, you know? Right. Well, in my, my, my opinion, I feel like they need a new writer. They they need a new writer yeah. in there to to come in and make things fresh and make things new. Um, George Lucas has done a great job lay, laying the foundation of the universe. Now let's get someone in there to write some real dramatic story. You know. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, as you said, like it, it, I think it has poten- had potential just because of the fact that it was about Han Solo. I mean, he's one of those characters that are irreplaceable, like we had talked earlier. So. Right. Right. So. Uh, I, go ahead. I just felt like they it, they didn't they kind of missed the mark. Right. It to me, I think they should have. I think they should have gone a little bit more whimsical, kind of like how they're doing with the Marvel movies, uh, the superhero movies. They'll they'll have a dark one and you know a, a crazy one, an action one, like a psychedelic one, and then like a funny one, kind of like a you know that makes jokes. I feel like Star Wars needs to branch out in those different areas and not just be a sci-fi action movie. It needs to be a drama. It needs to be a comedy. It needs to, be, you know, uh, A New Hope was all of those, you know. Yeah, and it just didn't feel forced to. Right. But well, I think Disney, since they've taken over, they're trying to find that balance mm-hmm. with these new ones, like trying to not make it too Disney. I mean, I love Disney. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it is still Star Wars. Well, there's there's speculation that the, the the writing is so different in the new Star Wars, such as the the comedy. This it's kind oh, of yeah. it's, I feel it's too forced. Yeah, I mean, I think they should have 
worse than these new ones. The the yeah, that's one thing I do want to say about the seventies one is I feel like this the the comedy in the seventies movies is transcendent to you know it it passes the test of time for us right now you know it it was funny 10 years ago it's funny 20 years ago it's funny 30 years ago yeah it's just because they got these sarcastic remarks you know and like now it's just kind of like uh it's like situational humor um kind of like oh this is kind of awkward right now you know um i don't know um the comedy in it is definitely something to be noted of uh you know the changing shift of uh, Star Wars, but other than that, I think the visuals are only getting better. I've oh I, uh, uh, yeah, God for sure. I thought the Last Jedi, the cinematography was amazing, and what he did with the white and red contrast. Oh. I mean, that was like one of the main themes throughout the whole movie. That uh, that red. I thought that was beautiful. The red planet. Yeah, with the salt. Yeah, that that's one thing about the prequels. I will say, is they look like shit in comparison to the seventies ones and the new ones. I don't know if it's that thing I was telling you about. You know that awkward time where where movies just look like shit. I guess and until they become classics. But I mean, there just looks like this ugly Instagram dream filter that is all over the first two prequel movies, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with the first two. I, I, I like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, the, I, I, I do say, well, I guess from a visual standpoint, I will say the Revenge of the Sith third prequel movie is um, visually much different than the first two. Because the first it's two. It's very dark. Oh, yeah, it's extreme. It's the, it's I mean, the, they get darker as they go, but the third one, it's like, whoa. It's like extra dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's like at night. <laughs> oh my goodness so uh did you know uh, uh return of the jedi in uh the 70s they had ewoks instead of wookies because of the budget really yeah we were supposed to have wookies but yeah, uh I like the ewoks they're cute yeah but i mean they're kind of like like the porgs are trying to be the ewoks except the porgs don't fight or anything they're just kind of there <laughs> <laughs> they're just taking up space Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was like, this movie would be a lot. That movie would be a lot different if you went to a planet full of Wookies, uh, yeah. which would have been kind of cool. Much. Yeah, I mean, the Wookies would have gone crazy. <laughs> I mean, you heard about the Star Wars uh, Christmas special, right? No. I think there was a Christmas special in the '90s, and it had like Chewbacca and his family, or something like that. It's something bizarre. I don't know. If I can find it, I'll link it to the uh, show notes, and everyone can check it out there. But I, I can't promise you I'll find that. I, I just heard about it, and they said it was the one of the worst things ever. Um, so, yeah, maybe don't <laughs> don't opt in for the Star Wars special. Um, Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, the, the Christmas, uh, Star Wars Christmas special. Um, but, yeah, I um, I think it's an excellent franchise, and I can't believe in 48 minutes we were able to uh, – kind of summarize the majority of the franchise but um i appreciate you coming on and um discussing your love for the uh star wars universe oh yeah no problem i mean star wars is like one of my favorite things ever (laughs) (laughs) uh anything we need to add or anything you'd like to plug anything you're doing online or if you want to uh plug your instagram plug your uh web page whatever you want if there's not it's okay we'll just uh start to sign off Nah, I mean, I think if you haven't seen Star Wars, give it a chance. 
Yeah. For sure. And for some reason, if you listen to this whole podcast and spoiled yourself. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, definitely go back and uh, check out Star Wars. If you fell asleep for some reason during this and you're like, wait, what, what's going on? What do you recommend them? How, how you should watch it? Oh, that is a great question. <laughs> oh, that is a great question. I. Hard, people have different opinions about it. So it is serious. It is serious. And I'm sorry if I offend anyone or if I have offended anyone in this podcast, but by forgetting names or, or, uh, you know, dissing on something they liked, um, because this is a very strong fan base and, um, you know, um, not trying to get all the hate mail, but, uh, okay. So I would watch them in the way they were released. Okay. Um, starts with uh, a new hope. Um, basically, I don't remember what tweet I read about it, but it was like, you know, if the director uh, released it, it, you the best way to watch a series is the way the director released it. Yeah. And so that's how I would probably do it. And I, I think it holds up better that way, in my opinion. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And uh, what is it? Prequels are, I would not be angry if they went back and redid the prequels. Oh gosh! <laughs> I would love, I would love a recasting of the prequels, or uh, you know, a redo of the prequels. I do know the Obi Wan movie is a impossible production at, for the Disney Network, so that will be something to look forward to. Um, what about you? What what order do you watch them in? I would probably have to agree. Like, yeah, watch the old ones, the originals first, mm-hmm. the prequels, and then the new ones. Although, if you're easily confused. You might want to just do it chronologically because it's a lot, you know, to go back and forth. It is a lot. Because then you have to, like, piece the puzzle together, whereas if you watch them chronologically, it's more of, like, a fluid storyline. Right. And, well, so I guess it just depends on how you your brain works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I sometimes think of it as, like, a uh, if I was watching seasons of a television show mm-hmm. and... And a lot of times in television, they might have in a 10-episode series, episodes 7 and 8 might be a flashback. And I think of the prequels kind of as those, uh, you know, episode, uh, you know, 6, 7, 8 kind of thing in a 10-episode series, if you wanted to put it that way. Um, yeah. You know, even though they come before the 70s movies, I still think of them as <clears throat> kind of flashbacks. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um... Yeah, that's how I uh, that's how I would approach it. I would even though it's a little bit cringy, I would still. Well, Rogue One's not cringy at all, in my opinion. But Rogue One is one of the best. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars movies, I think. It's uh, Solo. Solo was the one I was talking. That was just a little... leave Solo out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want to do the extra. Like, you don't want to know why Chewie's name Chewie. Stupid! Stupid! So stupid! He's like Chewbacca. That's a long name. Oh, I'm gonna call you Chewy. When you get a nickname, you don't just you don't just declare it on then. You you get the nickname through like you just keep calling them that, and then they eventually just respond to it. Yeah, there were so many times where he was running or something. You know, when Solo was. In action, doing something where he could have been like, Chewbacca, Chewbacca, Chewy, come over here. You know, you know, he, he just he says it so many times that it naturally comes out. 
Yeah. That never Solo was the example of unnatural. It didn't like it didn't feel natural in the storytelling, I guess, you know. But that's for another podcast. We don't want to get into that. <laughs> it's, it's sorry. Yeah, you get you get the next one. Uh, yeah, that's the next podcast. Part so, two. oh my gosh, yeah, neither part one nor part two was good at that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on, honestly, yeah, just take yourself a weekend and just watch them. Oh, you haven't seen them. What? How many hours is that? They're average two hours of a pop, right? Yeah, so it's a lot. it might be a long weekend if there's you're... like nine movies, right? Of the S- Star Wars, sorry, of the Skywalker franchise. Well, there's six of the main, and then now there's two, and then there's Rogue One, so it's nine total. Six of the main, wouldn't it be nine? Because well, I mean, this is if you count the new trilogy as part. I, that, I, that's I part of the Skywalker series. It's own thing because it's about the Skywalkers. Mm-hmm. It's about Anakin, and then these new ones are kind of just like well, it's a new generation. I mean, yeah, you have the old one, you have Mark Hamill, you have Harrison Ford, you have Carrie Fisher, and the new ones, mm-hmm. but it's not about them. It well, in my opinion, I think that it was supposed to be about them. It was supposed to be the ending of the Skywalker series, but we lost. Oh yeah, they're passing the baton, of course. But I thought that we were supposed to lose Harrison Ford in the first Force Awakens. Spoilers for all you know. We've already talked about spoilers, but this is going to be spoilers You're for everything now. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, everyone should have known. I told everybody, but you know, we lose Harrison Ford in uh, the Force Awakens, and then what was it? The the Return of the Jedi. We have um, what do we have? We lose the last Jedi. Sorry, the last Jedi. Jesus, the last Jedi. <laughs> we um, we lose uh, Mark Han- uh, Luke, and then in between the filming of this, we lost Princess Leia. So Leia was supposed to yeah. probably be the death in the third movie, but since we lost her, I'm sure it's gonna. I don't think they're gonna kill her off. To be honest, I don't. How it's do you? Too, it's too sensitive. I thought, I mean, the the last, the way, the, I, now we're on a tangent about the last Jedi. <laughs> the the last Je- the last Jedi, I thought had visuals that were amazing that had Princess Leia in it, but I thought they should have had a, a way they you know let her out. But I'm sure the movie was well, well, um, well in production, you know, in post production by that point. I mean, they still have shots of her that they've done for this the new one coming out. So it's interesting to see if they're. From what I understand, they're not going to CGI her, and I don't think they're going to kill her off, like her character off. I know people would be... I don't think people are going to be happy because, you know, obviously the Carrie Fisher has passed away, and I don't think they're going to do that. I Okay, I, I, I respect that, but I also think that they're going to have an, uh, a peaceful ceremony at the beginning of uh, the movie we're going to see, of the next Star Wars. I don't know. Do we know the name of it? No. Okay. It's not. Episode ten. Nine. Nine. I don't know what number we're on. I, I need to. <laughs> I need to go back and open up the the podcast because I said it was episode six. <laughs> I don't think so because I think she's uh, she's going to be in it um, from the uh, what they had already filmed before she passed away. Um, be, I think she's going to be in it, but I'd be very surprised. I don't know. I I would. No, not. I mean they've. I think they've already said that she's going to be in it. They're going to use the old the footage that she had shot before. 
I hope it's her. I hope it's her. They're not going to CGI her. They've already said it. I would not be. I I I don't think I I don't want CGI Carrie Fisher. But I also wouldn't mind if they had a CGI Carrie Fisher saying, "I'm going to stay at my home," and then she's just not in the rest of the movie. You know, would you would that upset you? Is that I I do feel like that's a little bit. It's. It's a little bit icky, but it also lets her character live within the series. Yeah, I mean, they did CGI Carrie Fisher in Rogue One, but they're not going to do it in this nine. And, um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do something where she still does stay alive. Like, if she said, I get, I'm get, i going to go stay at my new home planet, you know, Alderaan yeah. number two or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> then... <laughs> Alderaan's not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said number two. <laughs> Uh, hopefully that works out better, but, um, yeah, I, I, it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. Either way, you know, I'm going to be there opening night or whatever night. I'm going to be there opening night. Oh, we going to be there opening night. You best believe. I mean, I know I am. Believe it. <laughs> believe it. <laughs> All right. We've been on this way too long. I'm sorry. It was supposed to be a 10, 20 minute phone call, but you know, Star Wars, it's a lot larger. Once you get me started on Star Wars, you know, I can't stop. It's yeah. it's like Pringles. Once the pops, you just can't stop. Yep. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for having me on. Hey. Letting me talk about Star Wars. No, thank you for joining. Anytime, come back anytime. If you got some movies, TV, or just want to talk about bullshit, we talk about just about anything because, you know, it's all about the views and just see what people, you know, people like to listen to. So um, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks. We'll see ya. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Lucky Dog Podcast. Please email us for comments, questions, concerns at theluckydogpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and may the force be with you.